Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast, March 5th edition. I want to apologize for the error on the stream. Google's messing stuff up again. That's no shocker. We got WWE Fastlane to talk about. Last night, we had UFC 209. Head over to Fightful.com. Check that out. We've got that up on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Subscribe to us on all platforms. Showdown Joe is out for vacation this week, so... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I will be uh, joined by Elias Theodoru, Sean Pearson, and Frank Trigg on the MMA side of things. Uh, not a great main event on last night's UFC pay-per-view, and Showdown Joe and I ripped it apart. I am joined by Alex Pawlowski tonight, the man who covered WWE Fastlane as it happened. What'd you think, Alex, as a whole, without giving up anything? It was Drek. That's my word for it when things like this happen. It was booking Drek. That's what it was. Huh. I'm also joined by the producer, host, talent of WWE's Most Ridiculous, Anna Bauer. Anna, what's up? I could have seen Logan today. <laughs> I heard it's good. Yeah. I've, I've heard it's great. It, yeah. But I didn't. And now we have this to talk about. So let's get into it. <laughs> Had to be better than Pulp Fiction, which was an overrated piece of garbage. <laughs> playing the heel, Sean Rassap. I'm not playing the heel. It's overrated. There is so much unneeded dialogue. And let me tell you guys, I'm the king of unneeded dialogue. I know it when I see it. Like, I'm killing a couple minutes right here just to let people gather in, in the live viewing. I'm, I'm being a right. gentleman. Yeah. Um, I, I will say overall, I thought this was paced like a live event, like a, like a house show. Now, people will say, whoa, 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 whoa. This match was good. That match was good. This was good. I didn't say the matches were good. I said it was paced like a house show. And it was paced like a house show, like one with, uh, with video packages. And there, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. But this is the road to WrestleMania. And... We'll see how things play out. We'll see how things play out. But, you know, I'm starting to wonder, 
maybe what I what I enjoy isn't what's over because last week a man committing arson and what should have been murdering a cameraman blew up on the YouTube numbers, got over with a live crowd. So, hey, maybe 31-year-old me is out of touch. Right. But that was I, at I, least I, entertaining. There's a difference. Yeah. Maybe. I, I should, I should, I should uh, amend my earlier statement. In my opinion, it was Drek. <laughs> I don't want to be objective about this kind of thing because there are people out there who loved it, but I hated it. Well, I mean, we had people last week, Alex, that were like, in the comments, LOL, you said that you didn't like this show, but you pointed out eight things you liked. I was like, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes out of <laughs> yeah. out yeah. of like 190. And I thought a lot of the matches were, were actually pretty good and very entertaining. It's the fact that like, but if, if you're the person who goes along with what, what JR and other people say that, um, that the finishes don't matter, then you probably love this. But to me, the finishes do matter. They matter more than the rest of it. And the finishes were, were t- booked horribly, in my opinion. It's funny because, like, if you go from an MMA standpoint, you can lose and still be a big star, but you got to win a lot to get there. You got to win a whole lot to get there. By the way, guys, check out the latest edition of Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous that, uh, that dropped today. So we got this fast lane show. Let's go through it chronologically, <laughs> let's build. Let's yeah, build to this main let's, event. Let's do that. That's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna we're gonna build. And uh, I want you all to share this on Twitter, on Facebook. Leave us a thumbs up if you have. If you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a nice review. That stuff really, really helps. And of course, visit Fightful.com where you can get all your news, results, spoilers, uh, interviews, podcast photos, videos. There isn't anything that any other website can give you that Fightful.com really can't. I got a big. Big, like loads of tidbits from the uh, impact tapings from this weekend that drops tomorrow at noon. Check that out. You'll be able to read pod or read uh, articles, listen to podcasts from wrestlers in the business who work in the business, fighters, things like that at fightful.com if you haven't been there before. The first thing that really caught my attention on this show was this harmless Kendrick Noam Dar segment. <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, Anna, have you ever had, like, have you ever hung out with a guy and had his buddy, maybe they were working on a project, maybe they were building a sidewalk or something, and, and the other, the friend came over and he just wanted to make sure that Anna Bowert wasn't going to melt down. I thought you were going somewhere completely different with that question. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ, really you perverts. Didn't. Well, they, they insinuated a three-way at the end of that. And Darren Fox true. looked like they were up for it. Um, no, I don't, think, I don't think anyone's ever put that out to me, though I also would like to think that I'm not at Alicia Fox's level of crazy. Um, I know I have a tendency to want to light shit on fire, but it's, it's different. <sighs> I, it's, it's gotten to the point with these matches in particular, like as – I was trying to watch it objectively and not let the storyline get in the way and cloud my judgment. Noam Dar is a great wrestler and like all of them are great wrestlers, but I find myself holding back from actually getting into these matches purely because of the storyline that they've set up with Alicia Fox. 
because I know that at some point something stupid or crazy or just bizarre is going to happen that's going to completely take me out of it and I kind of don't want to be caught off guard for some reason because I feel like it might break my heart. You know what I feel like? I feel like we've already devoted too much time to this segment. (laughs) (laughs) So, Alex, I'm not even going to ask your feelings about it. I'm not. You don't need to. In the back, we have Hardbody Mahal and Rusev who have decided (laughs) to split up. Who have decided to split up. Two years ago, Rusev is in a feud coming out, as Ryan Mark pointed out, in a tank at WrestleMania. And two years later, he's breaking up with Hardbody Mahal. Uh this was pretty funny because Mick Foley's like, how about we settle this in a best of seven series? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And Jinder Mahal <laughs> you, and Rusev. You thought they were going to go through with it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know what? At this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. <clears throat> uh, I thought it was funny because, I mean, obviously the partnership between Jinder Mahal and Rusev was going to be short-lived. I mean, they only had one thing in common, which was a mutual hatred of Enzo Amore. And once that dissolved, there was nothing holding them together. So it was it was doomed from the start, really, let's be honest. Well, normally I would ask for a female opinion on this, but Alex, I think you are more qualified. How about Rusev's new haircut? What do you think? It's, it's stunning. It's fantastic. Uh, listen, my, my hope is that somehow they work him into this uh, supposed new evolution faction. There's, there's a, the rumors are that they're starting with uh, Triple H and Samoa Joe. That would Joe make a and, damn bit of sense. And, that would make oh, a no, damn bit of sense. Sure, because Rusev was in NXT too, so it totally works. He's got the nice new haircut. He would look bomb in a suit. So I say let's do it. Uh, anything's better than what they have him doing, which we'll talk about later when the match happens. I have a lot of people saying, how is Jinder Mahal passing wellness tests? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, I, you, you don't know if he's taking anything. Maybe he just knows his stuff. Also, uh, their thresholds are very relaxed. Or maybe he's heading over to Fightful.com and clicking that on it banner. That's, that's probably what he's doing. I ordered uh, some great on it supplements today. Ordered a beautiful shirt from there. I, they've sent me some stuff. They've been kind. But I want more. I want more, so I went over to Fightful.com, and I clicked that on it link. I went over there. I, I want to get jacked like the you know the UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. I'm pretty sure all he had to do was take on it supplements and lift some zombie kettlebells to make that happen. Head over, click that link, check it out. Cruiserweight tag team match. Tazawa's screaming was really over with the crowd early on. Um, there was a... <laughs> Camera cutaway, like in the middle of action, to show Alicia Fox dancing. Like I didn't get that. Uh, Rich Swan hits a really nice but a little off Phoenix Splash after a pretty good match. I just wish these guys could get over. Alex, what'd you think? I mean, this this uh, got over with with this crowd. I mean, Milwaukee's uh you know, they they do a lot of independent stuff up here, and they're they're more knowledgeable about who these guys are. And um, and appreciative of their style, so I feel like that helped with this crowd. Um, yeah, uh, as far as I know, Rich Swan was uh, kind of like I don't go up top because I'm afraid of heights, kind of guy. And so it's interesting to see him because I, he doesn't do a lot of stuff up the top rope. So this Phoenix Splash, even though it was a little off, I mean he's just learning it apparently. So, he said uh, that he said that he's afraid of heights, so that's yeah. why he doesn't yeah like, exactly. traditionally yeah. jump off the top rope. 
So, um, but I liked it. I liked um, I liked the team up of him and Tozawa. Um, it was yeah, it was fine. I mean, for a completely meaningless cruiserweight tag team match on the kickoff show of a C level pay per view, it wasn't bad. Neville later would use versions of both Tozawa and Rich Swan's finishes in his match. Yeah. Anna, any thoughts about this this cruiserweight match? Uh, I think I've said my bit on it, really. I was just waiting for Alicia <laughs> Fox to eat another flower. Um, but it was a great match. Nice. And, you know, I think I kind of feel like the whole pay-per-view kind of went downhill progressively. So, I mean, this was kind of one of the highlights for me. We had Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn kick off the main card portion of this fast lane pay-per-view in what I thought was a very good match. It displayed Samoa Joe the way that I thought he should have been. My my only like issue with this is if some Sami Zayn could do a blue thunder bomb to Samoa Joe, it should probably be his finish. Mm-hmm. Outside yeah. of a running kick to the face in the corner. This was pretty good from start to finish. Sami Zayn loses but doesn't tap out. So that really helps perpetuate that he would rather be put to sleep than than tap out sort of situation. Anna, what do you see next for Sami Zayn? Do you think he'll be featured in any type of singles match at WrestleMania? Well, this is exactly my thinking is, yeah, okay, so they have this gimmick set up for him that he would rather pass out or someone will interfere on his behalf so he doesn't have to tap or get pinned. Where are they, like, where's the payoff actually going to come in? Because this is the second feud in a row now that he's been destroyed. And as fun as it is to watch him do dives off the ramp onto concrete, for fuck's sake, it's like, where, where are they actually going to go with this? I think he's too, he's too damn talented to just be passed off as this dude for the monsters to destroy. So I really hope, I don't know, he, I don't know. I hope he, he gets fits something that, he fits, at WrestleMania. He fits that underdog role so well, though. Like he, Yeah, but it has to be a payoff. That's what I'm saying. Sure. I, think, uh, I, I think mean, that, I think it ain't going to be against Strowman. Yeah, I think that payoff could come in uh, later down the line. Like it was one of those things. If we we keep seeing him go up against guys who are you know big monster types who have to be protected, so they have to win the feud in order to progress their storyline. So he's got to he's got to lose the feud, but he always looks great in defeat, and he never looks like a chump, and he's always putting in great work and getting great matches out of the guys he's working with. I think eventually he gets put with a guy who can afford to lose. Another guy who, but who doesn't take him seriously because Sammy never wins. And then when he does win, it becomes a major, uh, major thing for all of us because we all figured that Sammy was never going to win. I think there's a possibility of that, but honestly, after tonight, I don't trust them to make any good decisions. So you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah, there's some questionable stuff for sure. Um, Samoa Joe is—he is what we thought he would be. He is exceptional. He's awesome. Even in the, uh, I think it was on the pre-show where he was like inconvenienced by having to fulfill the media obligation, but said, hey, it's part of my contract, so I'm doing it. I thought that was great. He did not want to be there. Yep. He is there to do his job to hurt people and to leave. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, fantastic. Bailey backstage mentions that Forbes says that Charlotte is a great champion. Well, let me tell you, Bailey, Forbes doesn't know shit about wrestling. Doesn't because, know shit about they're, wrestling. They're Forbes. You know what I mean? Well, like it's not that. It's not that. a wrestling section now, but like, you know. 
it's it's very much <laughs> an opinion based situation. Uh, one of which that Roman Reigns should team with Baron Corbin in order to get over. Yeah, <laughs> that's the missing key. That's it. You oh, gotta no. team up Roman Reigns with Baron Corbin, and it just unlocks everything. Those Roman sucks chance. They're gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone. You put them in there with the lone wolf, and you know when you when you put a wolf and a dog together. Magic happens. And the theme song can be Baja Men who let the dogs out. It'd be great. Ah, Jesus Christ. (sighs) Stephanie's on the phone, and she really foreshadows some some fudgery. Some fudgery (laughs) is afoot here. She says, now, Mick, you got to make sure that the women's title match and the world title match go off without a hitch. Like, not, not the other matches. We don't give a shit about the tag title. We don't give a shit about, you know, anything else but those. She was laying Eventually on that she- foreshadowing with a spackling trowel. Just just getting all <laughs> just just smearing it all over that thing. Like, oh my gosh. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're gonna fire him. We get it. <laughs> Anna, you've been you've been on set acting. Mm-hmm. This is tipping your hand a little bit, isn't it? What, her not being there or on the foreshadowing thing? Sorry, I, got, I just keep getting hung up on the fact that, like, how the shitty is she... verbal, The shitty verbal f- poker face. I could tell what hand she was playing over the phone. Yeah, but this is a, a bit like pantomime, painting for numbers. Um, wait, wait, how was how she... What, just the logistics of this. She was on speakerphone, yet she was talking to him and watching at the same, like... The whole overplaying and didn't, and didn't the foreshadowing. Know, didn't know that she was on speakerphone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the whole overplaying the foreshadowing kind of like makes sense at this point that they would yeah. fail to do it subtly. Later on, uh, Foley tells Samoa Joe to not get involved in the main event. Coup. Raw tag team title match. Enzo and Cass came out. They got a big pop, and you never know what kind of reaction Enzo's going to get from week to week because one week you got the crowd just chanting, thank you, Sheamus, when he gets killed. And he's <laughs> Enzo Amore takes an unbelievable ass-whipping. Say what you will about his in-ring ability. Alex, this guy can get his ass kicked with the best of them. Yeah. They, um, big, uh, big Cass and Enzo do the little guy face in peril trying to make the hot tag to the big guy better than anyone in the world right now. Now, is that my favorite kind of tag wrestling? No, but it has its place, and they do it really, really, really well. Um, and he, he's great. He's great at selling those things. The stuff that, like, he doesn't have offense. He just dodges charging people, and they hurt <laughs> themselves. Um, but there's nothing better in an Enzo Amore. It's, it's the Mikey Whiprack. It's the Mikey right. Whiprack approach. Yeah. He is when the best. My favorite part of any Enzo Amore tag match is where he sprints across the ring only to get annihilated by another dude cutting him off. <laughs> he got a knee to the temple from Anderson that looked like it killed him. That was, that was fun. I liked that. That looks amazing. <laughs> he when he gets hit, his head will wobble. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I only got a few years left, so let's just make the best of this. <laughs> let's just do do what we can with this whole situation. <laughs> uh, Anna Bauer, what about these ends or these uh, Guns and Gallows spray tans? Those are right up there with <laughs> flappy ass pants for ban them. 
They should have never allowed these back on TV. Well, also Gallo's pants in general. Every time I see them, I think of Ross from Friends when he gets those really tight leather pants on. I can't put them back on. Uh, I... I love these guys and I will continue to love these guys. I think despite what WWE tried to do with them, I think Anderson got a really great offense off tonight and did the majority of killing Enzo, which was really cool to see Um, because normally it's Anderson being killed. So, so I just, I don't mind the whole nerd thing and that kind of mentality. I I think, well, I think what, they are slowly progressing further into extreme badasses. And I was just, there's something that I think it's the same with Nia Jax that you can kind of take from Braun Strowman in the way that he does his moves and the gravity that he does them. It was such force that you would believe that this person could destroy you. And with Gallows and Anderson, they have the mentality, but I feel like now that they have the platform that they can actually do that, I would love to see them run with that and just kill people. Well, see, Gallows Anderson are, are being made to look better, like more of a badasses, but it doesn't help them when they have to do chicanery to put away the smallest dude in the tag division. Like the whole thing of, you know, he's got his foot on the ropes. I'm going to shove it off so the ref doesn't see it. But the ref was in no danger of seeing it. That, that, that they they would have won that match regardless. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make them look all that strong to have to cheat to beat Enzo. Now, if they're doing that to beat Cass to get the pinfall, it just on makes Cass, them look like dicks. They just yeah, look like makes, dicks. Right. I, I would. I would love it if they didn't have to look like dicks, but looked like champions just well, once they, they, before you made them. Look. They they look like literal dicks. Yeah, that's true. Like they look like actual walking dicks when they go to the ring. Uh, in my notes, I had that Cass puts a lot of hoss in those fallaway slams. That that bada boom shakalaka or the rocket launch or whatever, man, that was a terrible one. Yes, it was, uh, and that was that was more on the placement of I think Anderson than anything because yeah. he was not far far out enough. Mm-hmm. I guess this is a clever way to keep this going, but if you're doing this, I mean, like this, do Cesaro and Sheamus get involved? And if so, then why aren't New Day involved? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We had Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. I really like this match. The only downside to this is it followed a trend of really, really slow-paced matches, but I thought it was a fantastic slow-paced match. Sasha has some yeah. pretty sweet new gear outside of that weird little bedazzling part. I don't know, Alex, if I have seen a scarier-looking torture rack than what Nia Jax was doing. Because with the flexibility of Sasha and just the overall mass of Nia, man, that looked good. That looked really good. Yeah. It looked really good. I mean, they you could you could give that to her as an extra finisher when she's up against jobbers. Just do it until they they can't take it anymore, and just drop them and walk out. You know, it looks really good the way she does it. I like it. I, I like the pace of this match. I like the story that, were, that was being told. I liked that Sasha Banks, a former champion here and in NXT, wasn't made to look like a little rag doll. Like she had offense that got in. She 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 was smart about where she pulled things out. She used really clever reversals of things. She got Nia in the bank statement at one point. Like it, it made her. It made the whole thing look really really uh, tight. And and I liked it a lot. I didn't love the way it ended. I didn't love the roll up thing. I didn't love that specifically. But I don't know. I mean, you you got to keep you got to keep all four women who are going to be in this what they what they say is an inevitable four corners match for the title at Mania. You got to keep keep them looking all 
somewhat the same. Um, and if you had Nia beat Nia, Sasha Banks again, it would be like, why is Sasha even in this match? You know, you got to give her a win here in some way. I just didn't like the way it happened. Yeah, uh, before I get your thoughts in, I had a, I had a couple of people complain about the finish, the Okada roll uh, into the pin because Sasha Banks is so much smaller. Well, if you're a much more experienced person, you can win with something like that. I mean, it, it, I, you see it all the time in catch wrestling, amateur wrestling. But if I were her to make it a little more believable, I would have had the weight down on the legs, not maybe bridged back as well. But it looked a lot better. Also, Nia Jax hit a, a fantastic Farouk-style spine buster where she tossed Sasha Banks up to the lights. Uh, Anna, what, what were your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I, I really liked it. I wasn't sure what to expect just because we have seen this quite a few times now. I think Nia Jax is – initially her whole Valley Girl monster thing didn't – I couldn't line it up in my brain. But the way that she was doing it tonight with, like, torturing Sasha Banks and, like, oh, this is so easy, oh, come on, little girl kind of thing – was awesome. Um, I think they're definitely going the right direction with her. Like I said, if she could, I don't know. There's, you know, I'm sadistic. I'm, I'm a heel. It's, it's, it's a fact now. I'm really tired today, and I was watching this, just kind of hoping that she'd go the extra mile of just being really sadistic and fucked up and just hurting her. But that's just me. I feel like if you're going to have a character, go, go balls to the wall with it. Um, but this did make me think a while back when the draft was happening, people were suggesting putting tag, tag, tag teams on one brand and women on the other. And I'm agreeing with that statement more and more because it's like, it's really cool to see them growing each match and each match seems to be getting better and better, but variation would be really cool. Like what's happening is summer race or the company what's happening with Paige? Like, Summer Rae's hurt. Paige is hurt. Everybody's hurt. They're still around. Everybody's hurt. It's just Ava Rain that's gone. They're still around. I mean, they're making a movie Emma's about Paige. Around. Yeah, Emma's still around. Emma. Kind of. <laughs> kind of uh, there somewhere. She's, she's somewhere also, in the back turning back into Emma. Like she's like reversing from a butterfly to a caterpillar or something. I don't know. This picture she's like in this like freeze chamber slowly transitioning back. <laughs> Speaking of uh, women who are being used, I, I got one for that later. But also worth noting, there were some badass spots in this match, namely reversals into chokes on the on behalf of Sasha Banks. Like just the, these reversals out of like Samoan drops and torture racks into guillotines and rear naked chokes were both incredibly hard and impressive. The, awesome spots. They did enough to make this match really good and. They, they did a lot of different things, like things that you I would, didn't expect to see them do in this match. So, <laughs> Hard Body Mahal and Handsome Rusev are out. And <laughs> Hard Body Mahal puts the pain on, like those on it supplements he's taking are so freaking effective that I can't, I don't, I, to be honest, I didn't pay attention. When I saw this, I was like, oh, they're going to fight, whoop de doo Apparently, Rusev was out for like an hour. Um, <laughs> the Grand Wizard comes out in his gold jacket to wrestle Jinder Mahal <laughs> with Sheamus. Cesaro's there. Uh, <laughs> so, 
I don't know. Jinder Mahal, I said, looks like Victor Conti is about to be hired as his mouthpiece. That is a guy closely related to the Balco scandal for baseball, for those of you who don't, aren't familiar. Go Google him, and you'll understand what I mean. This was a house show match that you get when somebody is injured and has to back out like the day before. Yep. Yeah, it's also, also the kind of match. Yeah, it's also the kind of match, uh, and the next match is uh, the kind of matches that you get when you've booked a 12-second main event. And you need to, um, you know, <clears throat> stall for time. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. So, Anna, you got anything for this one? Because I couldn't imagine that anybody would. Well, as every time hard body, Jesus Christ, every time hard body turns up on screen, I just get so distracted by counting his veins, and so I miss a lot. But I feel like I got too distracted by that because then all of a sudden Shizaro turned up, and then all of a sudden it was a different match, and then Big Show turned up, and I, I actually questioned if I'd fallen asleep at some point and missed something. Because what the fuck just happened? I'm still confused. I don't know what we just saw. I, I like it was, yeah. The, the 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 explanation was terrible. That that both of them won in singles matches. So so Mick told them, "How about you guys both show up down at the ring, and I'll send out two guys one at a time. You pick who goes first, and we'll have the matches." But that's never been done before, and is incredibly stupid. So nobody knew what the hell was going on. It was on. so messy. It was so yeah. unclear what was going on. And then Big Show was there. What the? F- when the Big Big Show was the second guy to come out because Jinder had his match with Cesaro, he lost. Rusev beat the crap out of him. Now Rusev gets his singles match, which happens to be against Big Show. That's it. It's stupid. But Sheamus but- was out there, wasn't he? No, he Sheamus out was out the there in. He, yes, he came out for the intro with Cesaro, standing there in full, uh, you know, street clothes, and he went to the back. He wasn't there to wrestle. Just Cesaro was. I don't know if Sheamus has got a twisted ankle or something he suffered on a house show or something, but he's not wrestling. Big Show's wrestling. And Big Show comes out and beats the ever-loving snot out of Rusev, like vindictively. Like he gives him three choke slams and then props him up in the corner and punches him while he's already out. Yeah, he was doing the Lennox Lewis Evander Holyfield, like prop himself up and punch him stuff. Uh, oh, this, this really capped off an hour of slow wrestling. Now here... here I was hoping <laughs> that whoever Rusev faced, this was the start of the rehab. Yeah. It wasn't. So I've abandoned all hope. What yeah. I want is for Rusev to just go full entertainment. Yeah. Full entertainment. I want him to be a cross of Eddie Guerrero and Val Venus and him to be Europeano heat. And he wears like the smallest little trunks and he just thrusts. And Lana's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, He's like, I can't even help it anymore. Like, it, you got to <laughs> just do it. Just go full comedy with him. He's a funny dude. Like, I remember I'm, when I'm, he he did that Total Divas thing, or he did that interview with Michael Cole, and they were like, are you going to be worried about all the cameras that are going to be following you? And he was like, I already have cameras all over my house to film certain things. And then he winked at Michael Cole, and I was like, God, this man, he's brilliant. He's, You're uh, a I, I want him to start coming down to the ring wearing like velour tracksuits and big gold chains and just, just being slovenly and just like this, like just, ah, That's whatever. stereotypical, Alex. Come no, on. With, with oh, juicy oh, written oh, on the back of his ass. Yes. Yeah. No, just, just yeah. really just terrible. Um, I, I want him to be taken seriously so much and they're not. 
I'm hoping this KO punch against the bottom turnbuckle, like uh, either A, like gives him amnesia. He doesn't know who he is and he can be a different character now. Or B, fine, that or something else. I'm not, I'm not picky, just not what he is now. Or he, that's, the, that's the reason why he goes away. Hey, people want to like Lana. Yeah, people. Are... If if Lana, if Lana is Europeano heats China, give it to us. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I want that Europeano heat. Yep. Neville versus Jack Gallagher. Uh, Gallagher's corner handstand doesn't make sense. Kick the son of a bitch in the head. Yep. It's stupid. Uh, Gallagher hit a really awkward but neat looking dive that Aries called the wounded duck plancha. <laughs> Anna, what what do you think of Jack Gallagher so far in WWE? I love him. I love him so much. He's unique. I, well, the dude's a UFC fighter, like oh, with a winning streak. The MMA he? fighter. He's not. He's not in the UFC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My my bad. But still, like it, that's he's awesome, and he can be Mary Poppins, and he can be badass. And I think WWE would love him because he could never sue them for a concussion lawsuit because he is the one actually giving out the headbutts. So I, I really hope they give him the win at WrestleMania. That's- they turned up the heat towards the end of this match. Like they really turned it on with the headbutts and all that. Um, the only real issue I had outside of that handstand was if you're going to roll somebody up, make sure you make it look like there is weight on their shoulders. Because otherwise, it looks like they're just waiting for two to kick out. And that's been happening a lot with the schoolboy roll-ups in WWE. Just put them heel to fade. Like, just it's, it's very frustrating to me. There was a disgusting German suplex on Jack Gallagher here, Alex. Yeah. Uh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of things that, that, that Jack lo- made look really, really, really dangerous like he he sold a couple of things where he landed on the but he got tossed in the barricade and landed on the back of his head i was like i don't think this guy's okay um can we maybe slow things down for a bit and um no he's he's great uh, i love this match i i thought to myself going in how do you make it believable since like neville's destroying everybody including dudes who are much bigger than gallagher like neville's 195 and i think gallagher is listed at 160 so he's already giving up like 35 pounds to a dude who's less than 200. So like it's it's a it was um but he held his own, did a lot of really great stuff, uh, and made it look great. This was, in my opinion, the best match of the night. If you can, if you also um, take into account the finish, because the finish was great too. Um, so all the way around, the cruiserweights, especially up until this point of the of the night, they put in the great uh, best work of the night to me. Yeah, Neville hit that second rope Phoenix splash. Uh, they beat the crap out of each other. There were some scary bumps, and Neville had to bust out the red arrow that he hadn't used. Like It was one of those situations where he, he had to do it. So he did it. That was cool. Oh, you want to talk about a time filler? New Day are out, and they have their New Day pops on a bicycle vendor. So my pitch to have Kofi Kingston land on a bicycle at the Royal Rumble, ride it around the ring, and stave off elimination is still very much alive. They allude to Biggie being drunk, and this was filler. There is no reason for us to talk about this. This was dumb. Oh boy, I, here I, we are. I agree. I agree. There's no reason to talk about it. Um, I don't. So don't, don't, don't. What are no, you doing? Stop. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop it. Roman Reigns 
defeated Braun Harambe Strowman. Roman Reigns was wearing $500 sneakers to the ring, which just were the talk of the match. He looked like a Samoan Duke the Dumpster Drosy in that gear. He looked like he was about to come pick up your trash tomorrow morning. So there, here are my notes. Strowman early on broke a cardinal rule of pin their shoulders when they're already on the mat, but he's Braun Strowman, so he doesn't really care. I can't remember, if it, Alex, if it was you or Jeff I was talking to where we were saying Strowman needed to like rip the vest off and carry him yep. around with the vest. He did a little yep. bit of that. Yes. He didn't yeah. go far he enough, also, but he did, he did yeah. a little bit. He stole Roman Reigns' Samoan drop and like actively enjoyed doing so. That was pretty cool. <laughs> there were some cool spots here. They really played to Braun's strength with another um, slow-paced match. Braun Strowman misses a splash, who somebody in the live crowd swore to me was a botched finish. And I was like, no, that was meant to happen. 375-pound guy ain't landed on anybody. Yeah. Then Roman Reigns wins clean with the spear. So this whole Strowman ascension was used to put over underdog Roman Reigns heading into a match with The Undertaker. And one of the quotes from one of the announcers, I think it was Byron Saxton, how can you not believe in the big dog now? That would be the title of a book written about the last three years in WWE history, right? Written by Vince McMahon. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot to approach here. I'm not going to go off and say, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. I don't know what's happening with Roman Reigns. In two months, he could be the hottest heel the company's ever had. And he really could be. Like, I think it's just boom like that. Whether people like him, you know, there are people that are going to say, well, he, people care about him one way or the other. I think more people would care about him one way or the other if they went that route with him. And if he beats The Undertaker at WrestleMania – and they continue down this path. That is a, that is. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A failed project to the degree that they wanted to take it. It's not failed as in he's not making money for the company because he is, but it's failed to accomplish what they thought it would be. It's like a number one NBA draft pick who averages 15 points and six rebounds a game for his whole career as a small forward. Like, that's not a failure by any stretch of the imagination. But that ain't what you want out of a number one overall draft pick that you put your, your future, you, you hedge your bets on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you in a, little, a little, in a little way, using your same analogy. This is if you drafted uh, a center with um, your top pick and then had him run the point. This is not his role. This is not what he's supposed to be doing. I don't care if he can dish out 17 assists a game. He's not, this is not what he's supposed to do. He'd be much better in this other role, and they insist on playing him at point guard instead of at center. Uh, that, that's, that's my thought on this is that, that they just they – don't, they, I don't know why they don't understand what he is, how much better he would be in a different role, but they don't. 
uh, and they're going to insist on doing things like this over and over again, figuring, okay, now this is the time they'll all agree with us about how awesome he is. If we just keep doing this same thing over and over again, eventually they'll, they'll come to their senses, and we won't. Anna, what are, what are your feelings regarding this? This is a subject that most people feel passionately about one way or the other. I, your affection for Braun Strowman has not been, exact, been a secret on Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer, which drops every Monday, except on pay-per-view days. Uh, well, to answer um, Byron's question about how can you not believe in the big dog now, my reply was, no, I believed in a failed system and a corrupt world. Hope is dead. Um, pretty much that was it. Look, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a total shitstorm. Harambe came across really strong. He got some awesome spots. That bump that he, the self-inflicted bump off the top, over the top rope onto the ground looked fucking awesome. And the spine Why would I tell you about great. him? He went to the performance center and practiced. Practiced Well, it. it, practice pays off because that looked beautiful. The yeah. spine buster looked brutal. And... It, you know, my heart leaps for joy that he would even attempt to j- dive off the top rope. That's that's just how brave he is. That's just the reason why he is everyone's Lord and Savior. But then they went with the finish. And <laughs> I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns. I don't. He's a good worker. He's a cool guy from all accounts that I know. But for fuck's sake, t- turn him. Where was Taker? Like, where was that whole setup that we were all anticipating? If you were going to do this to Harambe, his first pin, then fucking do something with it. Don't just blow it off like that. What the fuck was the point? To prove once again that, oh, he's the best. He's the... No, he's fucking not. He's not. So do something with it if you're going to destroy other people. Well, this, is, this isn't new. This isn't new. They used to do this with Triple H all the time. You know, Taz would show up in ECW. He'd beat Mike Awesome. Then Triple H beats him the next week on SmackDown. Even, hey, that, that Hurricane Helm show that I, that I tell you all about all the time, register for free at Fightful.com. No credit card required. You get that show on Fridays. Our last edition, we talked about Shane Helm's feud with The Rock. And, you know, The Rock and Triple H always had some stuff backstage. The Hurricane beats The Rock. Then the next time he's wrestling in a match on Raw against the top talent, Triple H is beating him clean in the middle of the ring via pedigree. There, there are ways that they like to really show you, well, this is the dude. This is the dude. No, no, guys. I promise this is the dude. But Triple H was at least fluid with, in terms of heel face. He showed variety, showed different dynamics. Reigns is just, I mean, there has to be partial responsibility put on him for how this is going down. I know that they only have a certain amount of control over how they're presented on these shows. But, and it's very different from the Attitude Era, but he has to do something. He has to take ownership and like, he cannot be satisfied with the amount of hate that he receives online or the boos that he hears in the arena. Like, do something. I'll tie this end to my point at the end of the show uh, in comparison to the Attitude Era. Needless to say, guys, I, I just want to say this without, without sounding like a perv. I'm not a good boy. I'm not a bad boy. I am your boy. And you can go over to ProWrestlingTees.com. Look at this beauty. Look at that. Your boy. Your boy. That's one hell of a shirt right there, you guys. Got that big block lettering. 
Damn, look at that. Get that in that soft style. Because, you know, I won't let anything below like 600 thread count touch my skin. Mm-mm. No way. Might as well be razor wire to me. So I get that soft style. I wear it. It looks beautiful. Look at Alex. Look at Alex. I know you all can see him on the little thing. He's like, damn. Looks wish like I a had great, a trigger shirt. It's like a great shirt. It is a great shirt. <laughs> it looks like, it looks it's like, a beautiful It looks like a great shirt. <laughs> it's a beautiful shirt. It looks like a great shirt. We're going to get a vintage Alex Pawlowski tee that's like Alex Pawlowski <laughs> at the top, and then it then it'll put breaks back into prison every Monday night at 11 p.m. Yep, Eastern. That's, that's true. Yes. Yeah, I'm in prison. Prisoner. Prisoner of the moment. Um, listen, the, the thing about this, before we, we go away from it, um, are we sure Undertaker's working mania? Because, yeah. I mean, they were talking about him being hurt and everything. If if there's a, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any if, sense to do what they. If done. they're trying to make him a gigantic heel, it makes a lot of sense. That's the only right. way it makes sense. That's it. Right, right. But do you think that's what they're doing? Because <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think that's what they're doing. <laughs> and that's why they make sense. Yeah, so. I'll say this. I've spent my weekend covering UFC 209. Dealt with some crazy, crazy shit at the house. But I've been talking to people from Impact Wrestling nonstop this weekend. And a term that I've heard so much that I wanted to throw up is cautiously optimistic. <laughs> and that's the way that I approach this Roman Reigns, Undertaker, Braun Strowman situation is cautiously optimistic. Um. Yeah. Raw Women's Championship, Bailey versus Charlotte. Uh, there were a lot of people saying, like, ah, terrible, terrible. I didn't think so. Bailey botched one thing pretty badly. And before this, I thought, well, what if Sasha got Charlotte DQ'd? The pay per view streak continues. The rematch is used up. And Bailey's title reign is still questionable. Well, apparently, disqualifications don't happen. That, those aren't things that exist in this world. We'll get to that in a second, but. Dana Brooke competed at the Arnold Classic this weekend. Yesterday, she I believe. Did. And she was at Fastlane tonight to be shooed off the stage by Charlotte. So they're like, listen, you can go perform at the Arnold Classic, but make sure you get back Sunday night so Charlotte can tell you to fuck off on TV. And we got to get that too. in. We got to get make, that in. Make sure you bring your gear so you can change into that before you get shooed off. Yeah. Sit in the makeup chair for an hour. Before you, yeah, got to get all that in. Now, is this better or worse than vaude villains? <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's a tally going on, and I, I think oh. she's about to overtake them. Who, Dana Brooke? Yeah, yeah. Dana Brooke. Well, how much yeah. she's being shat on? Yeah, that's true. Shat upon. Yeah, no, it's shat. not good for her. Um, Charlotte hit the moon salt. She did. She hit that moon salt. Yeah, she did. And then she was she was going for a second one to the outside, and Sasha Banks ran down for no reason whatsoever, not to not to do not to save her not to save her friend, not to nothing. Let's not get no ahead reason. of ourselves. Hold on. <laughs> I wrote that Charlotte's head scissors attacks are always the same, but it's great offense. And as I said, that Bailey got rid of a lot of the offense that didn't complement her style well. She fucked up a spot twice. However, her top rope Frankenstein and her flying elbow drop both look consistently good. 
Charlotte's going for that moonsault, and Sasha just runs down, and I had people say she didn't touch her. Uh, bullshit, she didn't touch Charlotte. Now, you could say that Charlotte kind of blocked that punch. I don't care. Yeah. You put your hand up on thy hip, you get DQ'd. Yeah, Isn't this that is how the, the song goes? It's, I, think it, I, think that's, I think those are lyrics. Listen, um, there, there's a thing that I, that I have noticed in covering so much wrestling recently. There's a very, very strict difference between interference and attempted interference. Like when you go to court, if you're in court for murder, that's a harsher sentence than attempted murder. Even though you were trying to murder somebody, you just failed at it. But we're not. We're going to punish you for less for that. So if you attempt interference and fail, there's no punishment. Well, I don't understand that at all. While I have you here, let me talk about this absolute <laughs> piece of garbage. Absolute piece of garbage. There were people like myself and Les Moore, the great host of of uh, Talking Sheet. Great. Uh, if you haven't checked that me out on there, go check out that show. We were pumped for this because you know there is a lot of logical holes that we look to be pat look to see patched up by this this steaming pile of monkey shit that thing is it is a joke it is a book that you could literally get through in an hour you could you could take a rushed dump and get through that book a rushed dump and get through that book uh, it is basically them burying themselves for how stupid some of the shit that they do is. That's what that is. So n- <laughs> somebody says, I can't believe you bought that SRS. You, you know, it's a, it's a tax write-off for me. I get <laughs> not, not like something that's keeping me from making my cell phone bill payment. Um, it is them burying themselves the entire time. <laughs> there, there, are, there are a couple of things. There are a couple things, which I'll probably put into an article, a few rules you didn't know WWE had. But the rest of it is them saying, listen, we're stupid. (laughs) And then them just gazing into you. It's terrible. Terrible. It undoes a lot of the good that people like Daniel Bryan do on Talking Smack. So we're going towards a multiple woman match, but what I want to know is how the hell does Nia Jax even fit in here? She just lost. She's been beaten by Bailey. She's been beaten by Sasha Banks. What business does she have in a multi-woman match at WrestleMania, Anna? Well, did you see how angry she was at the end of that match? That yeah. that's setting something up. She well, didn't I'm pretty pissed off about that rule book. Do I get in the match too? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, she didn't actually get out of the ring to pursue Sasha Banks. She just looked really angry. So, obviously, there's something coming. So, that's that's an in, right? I don't fucking know. I don't um, know. After after tonight, that, like, why did they do that? Why did they end that streak here? Here's what's going to happen. If not tomorrow on Raw, then the, the one after. There's going to be a tag match. Charlotte and Nia and, and yep, and Sasha and Bailey going to happen again but this time naya and shot and charlotte are going to turn on each other and it's going to come to blows and th- and then charlotte then's going to be like well oh Mick was going to come down or whoever they replace him with when they inevitably fire him they're going to come down and you're going to be like hey you all four of you are going to be in a match to settle things at wrestlemania that's what's going to happen it's stupid but that's what's going to happen um listen stephanie mcmahon over speakerphone said specifically 
to Mick Foley, don't let the integrity of the women's title match be sullied. And what happened? So it looks like poor Mick Foley's going to lose his job over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to what everybody is here to see. You know what happened, guys? Now, I want to. Uh, this is how I'll approach this. They got 10 minutes out of this with entrances. It's a hell of a lot longer than a lot of people thought it would go. So, <laughs> well, credit was, to a guy like. I was thinking more along the lines of from bell to bell. And from yeah. bell to bell, it was like, let's be honest, what was it, 12 20 seconds? seconds? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Chris Jericho's 20 music seconds. hits after Owens delayed for about five minutes. Yep. And for some reason, the ref rings the bell in the middle of Chris Jericho's theme song, which has never happened before. <laughs> You'll be shocked to learn I couldn't find anything in the rule book about it. It wasn't covered. It wasn't taken care of. 20, 21, 22, 23 seconds. People, they got everybody trying to act like it's official. Yeah, you all ain't got official shit. WWE will release the <laughs> official number tomorrow. Um, so... <laughs> Spear, jackhammer, because here's – and here's what, what I said. Owens isn't lasting longer than Lesnar, and Goldberg ain't breaking a promise. I don't think this is the end of the world. This is, this is how I'll break this down. Goldberg is the most over person they have right now. Do I like him? No. I don't like him on the mic. I don't like him in the ring. I think he's a hazard to people that he wrestles. I think he's a hazard to himself. I think it's a poor decision, but he is, yes, he is the most over person in the company by far, not even close. Here's the problem. They have avoided for years, for years until they're almost forced to, they have avoided putting the title or focusing the show on the most over person in their company, no matter who it is. Unless, unless it's John Cena in some degrees. But when he's gone, sometimes they really, really fight trying to focus the show around the person that people want to see. I don't know. Anna, you seemed rather emotional about this, this, these happenings. How are you feeling yeah. now? Um, seeing less red. It's, it's still, still um, yeah, it's still there. Still there. Just don't, from the get-go, from the very first inkling of an idea that Goldberg was going to win the title, it felt like such a different difference of styles between him and KO. It was like 90s Batman nipple suit versus the Dark Knight. It just didn't add up at all. And I, it pains me. It pains me that you're right, that he is the most over person in that company. In 10 years' time, what the fuck are they going to do when all these guys can't wrestle anymore? And who are they going to turn to? Because they haven't bothered to push anyone hard enough to become the guy. It's, oh, fuck. And to ring the bell as Jericho's music hits. What the fuck? If you're going to do it, do it properly. That's all I'm saying. Here's here's my issue with it because – I play devil's advocate. I see why they're doing it. I'm not dumb. Like, there were people last week that were like, Sean, that, that Orton segment was great. Good. You can think it's great all you want. It got over with the crowd. It got attention. So it was a good segment. That worked. The segment worked. My issue is 
what's going to happen? Uh, people, people who don't usually watch wrestling, probably some of them tuned in to watch Goldberg here. That is objective. Some people did do that. I know because I had people contacting me saying they would, asking me how to, how to watch it or order it. Next year, when they watch uh, WrestleMania, they're going to say, hey, isn't this guy that's like, wherever he is on the card, isn't this fat guy, the guy that got beat up by Bill Goldberg in like 25 seconds? By the way, where the fuck's Goldberg? Alex. Uh, uh, now wait, your, your, your take on the last Goldberg singles match was infamous. Yes. You said it was the end of wrestling I did. as we know it. I did. That ended up not being the case. It, it, it ended up, I ended up being wrong. And I'm a big enough man to admit that I was wrong about that. Um, however, I will say here that this run, what they are doing with Goldberg, I think in the long run is terrible for the company. I think it may lead to more WWE Network buys or WrestleMania buys or whatever. I think it's, it's terrible for the company because if, if you have a guy who's been there all year carrying your shit on his back and you put him in a match at a, at a C-list pay-per-view, maybe a B-list, let's be honest, maybe a B-list pay-per-view, and have him lose to the 50-year-old guy who sweats when getting out of bed in the morning what are you saying about your product about the guy who's been carrying your product for years that they they can't or not even just him but also the dude who was previously the beast who would come in every few months and wreck shit that guy can't hold a candle to the to the sweaty dad like that's it like we we we've, we've established sweaty dad as the is the big boss and no one can beat him um I was I was praying the whole time that something would happen that that would that would that KO would be smart enough to figure out a way. I was hoping he was gonna come out and he'd be wearing the bulletproof vest thing that Bret Hart wore that one time and and Goldberg would spear it and you know, maybe Owens gets DQ, but who does he care? He keeps the title. You know, something different. But it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. It just took a lot longer to get there because of the Owens walking around the ring thing. Um, now, I'm glad at least he got distracted by Jericho, which is why the thing happened. But I would have loved to have seen a two-minute match. You know, have, have Owens be smart enough to dodge the first spear and Goldberg hits his shoulder on the ring post. And then, you know, Owens like, now I gotcha. And that, that happens for like a minute, minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes even. But no, we get it in 25 seconds because, because Goldberg is the greatest who's ever wrestled. Hey, guys, for those of you watching this for the first time, just want to let you know, we do podcast Monday Night After Raw with Alex, Tuesday after SmackDown with uh, Jeff Hawkins, award-winning podcaster, Wednesday with uh, Fightful.com owner Jimmy Van. If you ever wanted to know what goes in the behind, of scene, behind the scenes of a wrestling site, we talk a lot about that. He also has a list of topics we talk about each week. Thursdays, this week it'll be Friday, the Matt Riddle broadcast. Bro he is the hottest thing on the indie circuit right now. I interrogated him about TNA's or Impact Wrestling's interest in them. Friday, Shane Helms. We usually tackle individualized topics. Needless to say, this week we're covering all things Impact Wrestling. What he's you know, without maybe without revealing too many spoilers, but we're talking about some stuff. 
Um, but yeah, subscribe, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher for all that. Of course, we have a ton of shows on the MMA side. And head over to uh, Fightful.com for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Lucha Underground, TNA, Impact Wrestling. Jeez, I'm not used to that yet. Uh, Ring of Honor this Friday. I have a inter- an interview with ROH COO Joe Coff that goes up. We talk about a lot of interesting aspects of the business there. Come over there. Go to our live coverage and discussion. Talk some trash with people. Leave us a thumbs up on this video too. Back to this match after my shill. It's Goldberg Lesnar for the title. That's probably going on last. I'll ask both of you. Anna, do you think that Goldberg gets squashed by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Or do you think that it's they try to extend this match and somehow make it better than WrestleMania 20? I mean, as, as our own Brandon Howard pointed out, I think a lot of these matches have been short to protect Goldberg from himself so he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. He's a 50-year-old man who – he's going to get hurt. Yeah. Well, where else? And at WrestleMania, they just may not give a fuck. Well, I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. Where else can they go with him after this if he beats Lesnar again? Where is Lesnar going to go? I mean, he, they can't keep him around for another – we can't keep Goldberg around for another year because he physically won't be able to do this. So I guess Lesnar has to win, but then so is he going to have the title for how long and how long, how much is he even going to be around? It just it doesn't make sense. Long term, it does not make sense. Alex, how do you think the WrestleMania match goes? Uh, I think I think you I, mean, I think you have <laughs> to put the title on. I think you have to put the title on Brock. But then what? Then, yeah. then does Goldberg get then, a rematch? Then what? Does he always get to say that? Does he always get to say that in interviews 10 fucking no. years from now? Then Roman no. Reigns challenges Brock Lesnar and Roman right. Reigns wins. Right. Bron- what, this, yeah. what, this, is, this is the whole thing. This is why I say it's bad for the long-term future of the company. Because I do not believe they're going to make Roman Reigns a heel in his match with Undertaker. I think he's going to get put over by the Undertaker clean as a whistling sheet. Then Brock Lesnar is going to beat Goldberg. And then you're going to have Roman – Goldberg's not going to get a rematch. He's going to retire. He's going to say, goodbye, everybody. I did my best, but I'm an old man now. My son got to watch me be the, be, the, be the champion for a little while. i got to walk into WrestleMania and be the champion, but I'm done now. Then Brock's like, who's next? And Roman says, you know what? There was a match we had a couple of years ago, and I was going to beat you. And then my buddy Seth Rollins ran in and started the whole thing. So how about you and me at SummerSlam? And that's it. We get months of buildup with nothing happening with the Universal title. Oh, God. That is what they are going to do. Now, keep in mind, Raw doesn't have a money in the bank. I think it's it's SmackDown only. It is. Mm. I miss SmackDown. I miss it. They're going to they from the from the from the Raw after Mania until SummerSlam is going to be one long several months build of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar will show up once a month if that. And while while else, they while they spend his dates, while they spend his dates on him F5ing the big show after the camera stop rolling. Right, exactly. Fucking exactly. Gee. And the, and all the guys who were near the top before are just spinning their wheels like what happened like owens beats jericho and jericho goes on toward fossey what's what's owens doing nothing hey guys you you want to know why alex is so passionate about this he covers raw every week so he's gonna do <laughs> he's I'm gonna going sit to through to be watching, this shit. watching he's gonna be covering, covering 
He's going to be covering Roman Reigns biding his time by beating up Rusev and probably beating Braun Strowman another three times on TV. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep, got to keep him looking strong so we I think it's believable it. so that he can beat Brock Lesnar. Because remember, Brock Lesnar beat Goldberg, and Goldberg can beat anybody. Like, how, however, will, will Roman Reigns rise above the odds to defeat Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam? They'll be saying in May. Like, that's, that's, what, they're, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And that's why I say it's a bad look for the long-term health of your company that you have all the other guys doing nothing from April 3rd until whenever the hell SummerSlam is. That's what I think is going to happen, and that's why I'm a little pissed off because I don't want to watch any of that. I don't think anybody else really wants to watch any of that. Well, I mean, maybe in I'm five years. Questions. I'm going to you know? check out questions really quickly because we've got the most live viewers we've ever done. So, hey, guys, we're going to be here partying for NXT for WrestleMania. Y'all should probably come hang out. As I like to say, it's a good time. Oh, there's something I wanted to approach before we get into questions. Obviously, the Hardys signed with Ring of Honor. We'll talk more about that Monday, Tuesday. There was a Seth Rollins tweet, and my follow-up got like a billion. Like I was not ready for what happened after that. <laughs> Seth Rollins criticized people who wait at airports and creep on the the baggage area to get autographs and pictures and use your kids and stuff says, stop stalking. That is creepy. I find that supremely creepy. And I had some no lip errand boy in my mentions saying Seth Rollins owes us. Seth Rollins doesn't owe you shit. Seth Rollins owes the company that pays him shit. Mm -hmm. And then that company owes you shit. Mm -hmm. That's what they put a product out there. That's what they owe you. Right. What Seth Rollins owes somebody is the contractual obligation. So he goes to signings and personal appearances and charity events and things like that. And this guy gets to him and says, JJ Abrams always signs for everybody and thanks us. And I'm like, damn, is JJ Abrams having his hotels and his flights stocked out every week? Because I don't think so. Also, go have fucking lunch with J.J. Abrams and eat your mayo sandwiches. Who's stopping you? Who's stopping you? That's creepy. That's creepy. That's weird. This, this is something that you hear a lot about, especially with actors. And the general response from people is that, well, it's like we know you. It's Well, you put yourself out there. Therefore, we are entitled to have this part of your life or share this part of your life, but it's so messed up and backwards. People forget that people in the public eye are still people have private lives. And these guys are flying all over the place. They're driving all over the place, all hours, you know, being in Australia and you see tweets from them and it's like 4am and they're still up. They've just gotten to their destination and they have a show to do. They are exhausted. Leave them the fuck alone. Like, yeah, you're right. That's why people have paid signings. They have paid, like, photo sessions. If you really want to have that moment with them, then put the money in because they deserve it. They deserve their own time. They deserve their own space to recuperate from what they're giving you guys. Full stop. Somebody asked me if I like Star Wars by chance. Now, uh, this is a mistake, (laughs) me saying this, because... Oh, God. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm going to tell you 
you no-lip having fools right now. I'm not watching Star Wars. I've never watched Star Wars. I've watched one movie in a theater when I was too young to remember it, when they did the, the remaster. I'm not watching them because I sat through the pointless dialogue of Pulp Fiction to only see Samuel L. Jackson making it worth my time. I, I know I'm not a Star Wars fan. Respect to those of you who, who are, I'm not. Somebody asks if the crowd should hijack the show if Lesnar and Goldberg closes, and somebody else followed up and says, crowds hijacking the show is over, is pretty much gone. We, we don't see a whole lot of that these days. We see the CM Punk chants and stuff, but we don't see a lot of that these days, mainly because I don't know if there's a person for them to really get behind. There's not a Daniel Bryan at this right. point. Well, here's the deal. Um, if the week leading up to WrestleMania – it starts leaking on all the dirt sheets that Goldberg's done after Sunday. And everyone knows that that, that way that Brock is going to win and everything like, then yeah, they're going to, people are going to be pissed at like, okay, crap, you're, 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 you're walking out on us again, Bill. You know, that's, that's going to be a rehash of WrestleMania 20, which is, was it was the, one of the biggest hijackings of all time. I can't, I can't even fathom. <laughs> I mean, like I said, he's over, but this is one of the all time ego plays. Like, <laughs> ever. Ever. Somebody says $500. They were Nike tacticals like always with white soles. No, somebody else, somebody revealed what kind of shoes they were, I think. I don't think they were Nike tacticals. I don't think they were Nike tacticals. Did he just forget somebody, ring boots or something? Or is that a delivery? <laughs> they, they were distracting. They were very distracting. They were very distracting. The white soles are very distracting. People are saying this is the worst pay-per-view ever. I don't think it was close to the worst pay-per-view ever. There were a no, few good no, matches on no, this. No, 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 There were this whole thing is that to me, I won't I won't list it with, with some of the worst pay-per-views I've seen because the matches were good. It was the booked finishes that I hated. Yep. That's not, so yeah, I mean if you have you can have really botchy matches, the matches weren't good at all. You know, that'll that'll I'll judge that more harshly, but I don't like the way this was booked, that's all. Apparently, Bailey on Raw Talk said she's okay with Sasha Banks helping her. What? Oh, come on. What are you doing with her? You're ruining her character. Oh, God. This is absurd. I went to school oh, with yeah. two girls who were really into Lord of the Rings, and they were so into it. They learned Elven. They dressed up like they were you know, Elven queens, and they, was, they thought that they were so cool and they're having such a great time and good on them. But the rest of us were kind of looking at them going, I don't get it. For me, this is Bailey and Sasha Banks. I don't. I don't get it. And presenting Bailey is like, I didn't win because of Sasha. I won because of WWE Universe. No, you won because of Sasha. That straight up yeah. cheating. Uh, what the fuck? Guys, I am going to highly encourage you to check out our other podcasts. I know we do a lot per week, but uh, check out some of them in our archives. A lot of you are really digging that Jimmy Van show. Uh, I get Shane Helms brutally honest about things like backstage fights, the WWE brand split, his Royal Rumble experiences. Pretty soon we're going to be talking about his WrestleMania experiences. Uh, Matt Riddle is nothing but brutally honest, so we have those shows as well. And, of course, myself and Alex cover every Monday night uh, Raw, and me and Jeff Hawkins cover every SmackDown. Anna joins us for pay-per-views, and she has one of the best segments going. You all got to check that out. Check out Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous. Go to Fightful.com. It's on our little sidebar. Anna, you had a, a crucial update on the balls of Apollo Crews this week. Yep. Um, not good news, unfortunately. They have passed. Um, 
tragic, tragic times, I'm sure that there will be some kind of, I don't know, replacement balls. Maybe Enzo brought out that whole line of the slappy balls um, that I revealed in my Christmas special. So maybe he can get a transplant and have those attached. But, yeah, not good news. Not good news at all. Alex, what do you got going on? I know you are fast and furious with the news updates. Guys, nobody covers shows like Alex Palowski, and he brings you an entertaining side of wrestling that, that other people don't with his news updates. We ran an ad for one of his best stories, which was Kelly Kelly getting approval from Test to get married from beyond the grave. And I looked on Facebook the other day, and people had posted some interesting comments on that. Um He's got some great stuff. Alex, tell the people what you do here. Uh, I go through um, the news of the day, the things that people are saying in interviews, and try and find the weird stuff. Uh, Did you know that Rusev worked for a week at Wendy's? And the reason, basically, that he quit was his manager told him, you have to, to put the mustard on the burger and a W. And he was like, what are you talking about? If you turn it upside down, it's an M, and that's McDonald's. And the manager's like, oh, I didn't think about that. And, he, and Bruce was like, you're stupid. I'm leaving. And that's that, those are the kind of things that I will find and I will post for you so you will know why Rusev is the national treasure and should be treated as such and not punched while he's already unconscious. Somebody says uh, we should have less on there. Yeah, I, I would love to have less, less more on a podcast sometime soon. I had such a great time on Talking Sheet. That, that's sort of we do a lot of that on Wednesdays. We'll like on Talking Sheet they cover the coverage of the business. We talk a lot of like behind the scenes, what goes into a website stuff on those Wednesday shows with Jimmy Van, and he is unlike any other website owner for sure. Brandon Howard says a man who hasn't taken a bump for thirteen years is one is holding one of WWE's two major titles. Yep. Hey guys, if you see any other. Thin lip have an Aaron boy saying ridiculous stuff. Like what you saw me approaching, like those marky marks and their subsequent funky bunches. <laughs> if you see any of that, I want you to use the hashtag real people that exist. Hashtag real people that exist. And we will absolutely eviscerate them on the Fightful.com podcast. I'm going to do something cool for you guys that register at Fightful.com. It is absolutely free. It will never cost you a dime. You'll never have to enter your credit card info. I'm going to try to put together maybe a bi-weekly podcast, maybe something like that that will never be released to non-members. Like we do the thing with Riddle and Helms where we do the shows for like three or four days and then we release them. I'm going to do something where like we don't release them ever unless you register just to give you all a little something extra. Because those forums, we're working on rebuilding them. Guys, I want to thank you so much. We went way over tonight because there were so many of you here. Join us again every day, and especially WrestleMania NXT. We're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.